0: Hold on, let me get the pizza door. I mean the door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have to at least isolate that part. I know you're getting the you're getting the pizza door right now, but when you come back to listen and edit this, you have to do it.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 187th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Black Jr., a.k.a. SBJ. I want to drop that in because maybe some people don't know what SBJ stands for. Travis. I am
1: so disappointed in you. Do, <laughs> do you even know what month it is,
0: Steve? It is the month of October.
1: It is sp- Tober, you're correct. You should have started this episode by saying, What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to the 187th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is Steve Black Jr. That's also known as SBJ. Just in case people don't know it's for rugged. what SBJ stands. Do you know what is so spooky about episode 187? It promises that there will be a 188, but who knows 187?
0: That's why we keep you around, Travis. It's October, man. I updated my Twitter handle appropriately.
1: And in your defense, I have not yet done that. I am adjusting my twitter icon well i was before we started this podcast so you have the leg up on me in the social media spooky aspects and i uh, i have you in podcasts
0: but that's very fair very fair uh this is it's super effective a pokemon podcast the most popular pokemon podcast may, may i dare say in spooktober uh in itunes which is not a lie. What
1: a bold claim!
0: <laughs> uh, we uh, normally start the show off not talking about Pokemon because uh, we have that luxury to <laughs> milk the length of the show as much as Whatever
1: possible. Whatever happened to How Was Your Weekend? Yeah, yeah. Used to do that? Yeah. How was your
0: weekend, Travis?
1: My weekend was pretty good. What did I do yesterday? I, so... Every year in Grand Rapids, uh, the city in which I live, there's a thing called Art Prize, which is a – I think it's just national. Maybe it's international, but uh, an art festival where there's – I wouldn't even know where to guess how many uh, pieces are submitted. But sort of the entire city turns into a giant uh, art gallery with like every restaurant and every building becoming a venue. Uh, for this art festival and it like brings in the most tourism money in the year so everybody goes uh and since i live here it was easy enough for me to go and i went with my parents we had a good time
0: what about you uh man your weekend was way more exciting than mine uh Uh, i've yeah don't didn't really do anything i guess i could say i played a lot of destiny but we talk way too much about destiny
1: i did hit Level 30 in League of Legends. So now I'm now I'm on the ranked queue. Did you just start playing that? Or Watch out, everybody. I'm on the ranked queue.
0: <laughs> Was that always a thing for I, you?
1: I started playing when would that have been? Um I guess like spring of this year. Because my roommate taught me how to play. Oh, okay. My former roommate, not that He's dead or anything now, but I just live on my
0: own now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about League of Legends, but I do know people compare it to Dota a lot.
1: Uh, League of Legends and, and Dota are examples of the MOBA genre. That's a multiplayer online battle arena. They're both, so it's like, I'm sure you're familiar with StarCraft and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so MOBA's evolved out of the RTS genre, um, of which StarCraft is remember and the thing about mobas is it has the same like top down right click to move using hotkeys to do things uh system except instead of controlling a civilization or a, a group you're controlling just one person and you're on the team of usually five other people it's it's fine
0: <laughs> it's fine are you off the hearthstone bandwagon Picked no. up the LOL bandwagon?
1: I, I, I'm just on a lot of bandwagons at the same time. Right.
0: That's fair. <laughs> the uh, the one thing I did do this week, which is pretty exciting, is my other podcast uh, finally got published in iTunes. I saw that. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Yeah, so for our listeners, I kind of hinted at this, I think, two weeks ago, maybe. Uh, everyone thought I was going to do a Destiny podcast, which probably wouldn't be the worst thing, but there are a lot of Destiny podcasts. I can imagine surprised because i guess that game is popular but uh i started a board gaming podcast with the creators of a game i really like called two rooms in a boom it is kind of it's not like a a lot of people say it's party game but it's a little more than that like you've played werewolf right travis and i wouldn't really consider werewolf a party game no not really i would consider that
1: because i learn when i learned werewolf i learned it as mafia and i learned it at a summer camp so i'd consider it like a summer camp game
0: <laughs> i just like considered a very big group game but they yeah, a a, they've they've uh they made and published two rooms in a boom they're making a new game called uh russian roulette championship something <laughs> yeah it's good that you know the title so well. well it's not it's not out yet so that's that's fair yeah. And uh, they've made some other games, but they're really cool guys. I met them at Gen Con three years ago. This would be the the third Gen Con. I was there, and I was actually talking with um, the dude from Board With Life, which is a a board gaming YouTube... I wouldn't say it's like a podcast or anything. They kind of do like skits, like almost like a TV show kind of thing. They were talking to uh, Alan, who is one of the guys from Tumors and Boom, and I've... So the guy from Board With Life, his name is Donald, he was talking. I was like, oh, I talked to Donald before on Facebook because I wanted to do something with him. So I went up and I was like, hey, my name is Steve. I was the guy that messaged you on Facebook like two months ago. You probably don't remember me. And he's like, no, I do remember you. I've been really busy. And I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. We were talking and then uh, Donald was like, hey, I'm doing a podcast tonight and you're a podcaster. Do you want to be on and talk about board games? And I was like, yeah, sure. So at 2 a.m. at Gen Con, I recorded with um, a bunch of... People uh, from Board with Life and from Two Rooms and Boom and from a whole bunch of other games. And it was really fun. And then the next night they invited me back. So I did that. And if you wanted to listen to those, Board with Life is the podcast you would look up. And so I did that. And then afterwards, Alan and Sean from Two Rooms and Boom approached me and they were like, hey, we wanted to do a podcast and you have already done it and maybe you want to host ours and blah, blah, blah. And so Fast forward to like three weeks ago when we started recording episodes. Uh, So we went through it, and they were. I I made this joke on on the other podcast. I was like, "It's kind of like like breaking up with somebody and then like dating again." It's like, oh, I remember the (laughs) the very beginning of picking theme music and (laughs) like trying to figure out the flow of like this this segment's going to go first, and then we're going to follow, and then we still need a good outro. Uh, So it was very like. It was very cool to start over, but then it was it was also very kind of like nerve wracking because you kind of want to get it right the first time, and you know, at least in my uh, shoes, I know what I was capable of with this show, and I knew I couldn't be like, well, I'm just going to turn around a masterpiece on episode one. So, anyways, uh, that podcast is out. Uh, It's called Tuesday Night. The it's called Tuesday Night Podcast. Uh, Night being K N I G H T.
1: You know. uh homophones are such a great thing for to advertise on podcasts. things <laughs> right. could be spelled one way or the other very very good idea of choosing a podcast choosing a name that could be read could be heard in two different ways on a medium that does not involve the written word that's it's brilliant on your part you know you gotta you gotta drop the ball early <laughs> just like you did with calling this it's super effective and pokemon podcast at the same time well, you know, you got to drop the ball early. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that the Bogon Podcast Empire is just expanding.
0: Well, well, I I've told the story of how the show came to be, right? Like I first I know, I know. You envisioned it as a network
1: you did the critical hit thing we had the leftovers thing both of those fell to the wayside and you were stuck with the branding we all know the story you
0: know you gotta drop the ball early
1: <laughs> uh yeah yeah but i, like I, I mean i insult you for the rest of the show because there are just too many slams in that one minute period
0: i i Definitely have the empire of when you Google Pokemon Podcast. I own Pokemon Podcast.com. <laughs> That's true. Uh there is some thought process behind that. Uh the, the, the Tuesday night podcast, uh the two rooms in a boom game is published by Tuesday Night Games. That's why we went with Tuesday Night Podcast.
1: Ah, uh, so it was their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: More yeah, more so. But uh yeah, if you're into board games and you want to listen to me talk about that, uh that is now in iTunes. So, if you want to check that out, that'd be cool. I'd appreciate that. Uh, Otherwise, let's talk about some Pokemon news. We got a pretty light show for you guys. Of course, uh, we are in the season of nothingness, which is usually every October for Pokemon.
1: Although, is it October or November that the games usually come out? It's usually November. November I think
0: you're right. I don't know why I said that so funny. November... (laughs) PokemonCenter.com really not dropping the ball ever. They have more new stuff, Travis. Have they dro- Did they drop the ball early though? Because that's the test of a of a good. <laughs> I, don't know. I I mean would Brand. would you say that they dropped the ball back in like 2002 when they closed down for the first time? <laughs> I would say that that was a bit of a dropped ball. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So they have a whole bunch of Halloween stuff. Uh, if you want a Pikachu wearing a gold bat costume they have it if you want a pikachu wearing a gengar hoodie they got it if you want a pumpkin sized pikachu head for 14.99 they got that too if you want a pumpkin spice pikachu they don't have it they also have a gorgeist plush which is pretty cool Ah, uh, i like Gorggeist a lot i'm gonna have to pick that up yeah, Gorgeist is real cool. They have some Gengar stuff as well. And then um Do they have all the different sizes of Gorgeist? In- I don't think so. This would be considered a large size. It is uh fourteen and a half inches. Oh my. $35. Already has seven reviews. How does it have seven reviews already? Cause people like Gorgeist. <laughs> and they're right. Uh it does have uh five out of five stars, though. Yeah, and they're right. <laughs> so PokemonCenter.com. Uh, we are not sponsored by them. We talk about them a lot. They got a lot of cool stuff. You can't really argue with the results here. The results?
1: <laughs> the results of the fact that we've been talking about com for months now and they don't pay us? As yeah. Those are the results you're yep. talking about? Those are the results you're talking about.
0: <laughs> Those are the exact results. Blue Shock and Red Flash. We've been talking about this for months. Mm-hmm. They got some new cards. They, well, they always have new cards, but, uh... They want, let's see, they have uh, Blue Shock has a Mellowetta card. Mellowetta, very popular. This Meloetta is fighting type. Attach two fighting energies from your discard pile to this Pokemon and switch this Pokemon with one of your benched. Uh, that is a one colorless, we'll do you that. And then for a fighting energy and a double colorless, Prima R- Rondo for 60 plus damage. If this Pokemon has any psychic energy attached to it, this attack does 50 more damage. Not that great, but uh, people like Meluetta. Uh, the card I really wanted to focus on was Smeargle. Smeargle, so if you don't play the TCG, or you do play the TCG, there are certain Pokemon in the TCG that are always like really good cards. Mewtwo, Sableye, Rayquaza, Charizard normally, and Keldeo. I would say those, those five hit my head of always having really good cards. Smeargle is also one of them. Smeargle always usually has good cards. Uh, so the Smeargle has uh, an ability called Recoat. Once during your turn before you attack, you may switch one basic energy attached to your active Pokemon with a different type of ba- basic energy in your discard pile. And uh, then it has a double colorless uh, attack called Beat for 30 damage. Probably not the greatest Smeargle ever, but if we go back to the Meloetta, you could switch any... So let's say your Meloetta has uh, three energy on it, but none of those are psychic. You could use the Smeargle. Switch one of those basic energy from that active Pokemon from your discard pile. So get that psychic energy on, and all of a sudden Meloetta can now do 110 damage without having to play an energy card. Wowie. There you go. Uh, I don't know if that's out in Japan. I don't follow the TCG that closely, but those are some cards for you. Jumping ship over to the video game.
1: Jumping ship? I guess we are we are abandoning the TCG right now. I guess yeah, that's, that's right. an apt
0: metaphor. <laughs> we, you know, we're like pirates. We're going from one pirate boat to the other. Oh, but you Bo- can't let the cards get wet when we're jumping ship. You gotta you gotta double sleeve them, like Magic players. Do Magic players double sleeve their cards? Uh, the ones who play the Legacy format do oh because the card is like 80 years old
1: yeah is like your gadget. your uh first run Millstone, your uh black lotus was that the card uh black lotus is the is the most expensive yeah. uh, magic the gathering card you can't use it anywhere um there are very few printed it's, like, a whole big deal. There's, it's called, like, the Power of Five or something. <laughs> it's, like, Black Lotus. And then uh, they're called the the Power of Six, maybe, because there's Black Lotus. And then they're, like, Horcruxes or something. <laughs> or the other five. And they're, like, one for each color. It, it to, to someone who... So I I did play Magic for a while. and But I would imagine if someone who doesn't play and has never played Magic... Would we'll look at those. They would be like, these look like the most boring things ever, because it's just like one of them is a plant, and then the other five are just like little crystals, <laughs> while the rest of the cards in the game are like giant leviathans and stampeding rhinos. <laughs> and yet, and yet, because of poor design, where they didn't know how they they didn't know how their own game was gonna shake out in the early days, they made dinky little crystals way too strong.
0: Magic's weird. <laughs> yeah. You know what's not weird, though? What's not weird? The Spooky Cup Wi-Fi competition.
1: Spooky. Oh, they're doing it again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. the same.
0: Uh, I think a little different, but for the most part, the same. Uh, spooky Cup Wi-Fi competition has been announced. Players who get at least three wins or losses will receive ten, count them, ten rare candies. That's cool. Uh players that register between all right blah blah blah, you know, register between October fifteenth and october twenty second tournament will run between october twenty third and october twenty fifth fifty thousand spots available first come first serve basis, players born, yeah, you know all the age division stuff uh rankings will be announced sometime in November. It's not very spooky of them participant
1: <laughs> <laughs> november thirty first a true Hallows' Eve
0: participants may only use
1: 31st of november is there no there's not i don't know I don't there's think that so. one weird rhyme that you do with your hands to figure out how many days are in each month <laughs> and i still don't know how it really works
0: i believe november 30th is the end of the month uh... <laughs> so november 31st is indeed spooky. <laughs> uh, participants may only use omega ruby alpha sapphire for this tournament pokemon uh, used in this tournament may not use Mega Stones. Pokemon transferred from black and white or black and white Two Cannot be used. I don't know why I started sounding like you there. Four to six Pokemon must be registered in the battle box on the PC. Let's see here. There will be a 60 second player time limit to decide what move to use or to switch another Pokemon. Participants can battle. 15 times per day for a maximum battle of 45 battles. The Spooky Cup is a doubles battle tournament. The Only the following Pokemon may be used for this competition. These Pokemon are considered the scariest to people uh, who chose the rules. So here are... Huh. It's not the longest list, but... Oh, man, it is kind of long. I'll just read a couple. All right, here are your scary Pokemon. Red Attack. Ekans, Arbok, Pikachu, <laughs> Spooky, Electrify, Shocking, <laughs> Zubat, Goldbat, Paris, Parasite, Grimer, Muck, Ghastly, Haunter, Gengar, Cubone, Marowak, Coughing, Wheezing, Tangela, Mr. Mime, Ditto, Kabuto, Kabutops, Hoot Hoot, Owl Spinneract, Ardeos, Crobat, Ardios. Umbreon, Mur- Murcrawl, Mistrevious, Undone, Gligar, Granbull, Sn- Granbull? Sneasel, Houndur, Houndu, Mighty, Naduskox, Shiftery, Shed Ninja, Loudrid, Exploud, Sableye, Sploud, Sableye, Ma, Mawile, Gulpin, Swalot, Caravana, Sharpedo, Cacturn, Cacnea, Cacturn, Saviper, Lunatone, Baltoy, Cleidl, Shuffle, Banette. You, you're probably really proud of how many I'm pronouncing correctly here. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm keeping score.
0: Good. Banette, I... Duskle, Dusklops, Absol, Snorun, Gul... Glally, Drifloom, Drifloom, Mismagius, Honchkraut, Skunkie, Skunk Tank, Spirit Tomb, Scorpie, Drapion, Krogunk, Toxicroak, Weavile, Tangagrowth, Gliscord, Dusknor, Frostlass, Rotom, Purloin, Lipor, Lipard, Woobats, woobat Venipede, Whirlpede, Scolipede, Baskolin, I'm like, it's like the Pokemon rap right now, Korkorak, crocodile <laughs> Sigilith, Yamaskuf, Kofagrigus, Garbodor, Zoru, Zorark, Gathatel, Gatharita, the other one, Frilish, Joltik, Garvantula, Elgum, Behem, Litwick, Lampit, Chandler, Golurk, Zulus, Hydragon, Volcarona, Esper, Meastic, Honage, Dualblade, Aegislash, Malamar, Fantump, Trevenant, Pumpkaboo, Gorgeist, Noibat, and Noivern. 150 or more to see. (laughs) To be a Pokemon master is my destiny.
1: Ooh, can't hit that high note. I am sorry, folks. I was kind of nailing it before
0: we got to that.
1: Ooh, boy, I apologize. I
0: don't know if this episode's better than last week's. It's pretty good so
1: far. (laughs) I'd like to point out that they consider Basculin spooky.
0: (laughs) He's very (laughs) spooky. Like, folks, it's just a fish. Did... (laughs) Did you hear the story about Basculin and why it actually exists? No. So there's a there's a bulb, a bulb Bulbapedia article about it. And so when I was doing, I'm going to, there might be a little bit of typing on my end as I pull up basculine here, so I apologize. Also, I'm glad that they
1: do consider Mr. Mime spooky while you're doing that. I'm glad that they acknowledge. <laughs> he is spooky.
0: So uh-huh. when uh, I was doing the a live stream with Micah, Micah the Brave, twitch.tv slash Micah the Brave, and he was drawing all these Pokemon. He, drew, he was drawing Basculin, and I was like... I was complaining about Basculin, because Basculin kind of sucks. But it's um, got, like, two colors, man. And I was like, I, was like, I feel like they just made Basculin, because like they didn't have enough fish or something like that. And so I went to the Bulbapedia page, and you guys can see this, and under Origin, here is... I'm going to quote what was said. According to an interview with Ken Sugimori in Nintendo Dream... Basculin was created late in development when they realized there was no there was a few new standard fish like Pokemon in UNOVA. <laughs> the only others being Aloha Sunfish, Frillis, and Jellicent. It was given two forms to make up for the small amount of fish uh. in the region. <laughs> and and based on a bass since there were wild bass in New York State. I like the idea that
1: there's such a lack of communication between the, the people that design the Pokemon and the people that design the, the world and the, the, like the level design <laughs> that someone's making, you know, oh it'd be really nice to have this water route cutting off so that after the game, you can swim across it. Let's see what water Pokemon I have to work with. Uh, well, there's a list
0: of four here. Gonna ring the alarm. <laughs> it's, so frustrating because basculin is so lame although and like, there are a bunch
1: of spots where all you get are basculin which is very very nice for EV training in the 5th generation
0: so, so it's <laughs> it's frustrating because you're like oh all of these pokemon have such thought and design behind them and then you hear that story of basculin and you're like there's zero thought and design yeah. behind that. Yeah, yeah. We need a fish now. <laughs> and since we don't have enough, just put a different color stripe on him and call it a day.
1: Do you think that there was a conversation on whether to consider the different colored stripe a, an, an additional Pokemon? <laughs> uh, we gotta have more. We gotta have more. Just, I mean, it oh. worked for Nidoran and Nidorina. <laughs> or Nidorino and Nidorino.
0: My apologies. It's it's so frustrating because you look at like a female Pikachu and it has like the heart on the tail and you're like, yeah, that's clever. Like, that's real cool. And then you look at Basculin and you're just like, this was wasted on you. And what is the, what's the, because it's not a gender
1: difference with Basculin. I can't remember. It's like you get one form in
0: one version of the game and one in another or something, excuse me, or something like that. Let's see, Baskelin in Pokemon Black and White, Blue Stripe Basculin have same two standard abilities and Red Stripe Basculin as Red Stripe Basculin, Reckless and Adaptability. However, the Blue Stripe Basculin can be obtained via the game in Pokemon White with the ability Rockhead. And the Blue Stripe Basculin has two possible abilities, uh po rockhead and adaptability. The Red Stripe Basculin will stay the same
1: yeah it's very relevant for all the people that are running Bascule in
0: their teams yeah you just get some uh you get some possibly different abilities what mm. a what a waste oh here this is yeah so blue, red stripe can have reckless or adaptability and blue stripe can have rock head or adaptability there you adaptability go. adaptability is such a good ability it's like the best that's pretty cool for our listeners Adaptability increases the stab from 1.5 to times two. So basically, if you're using this,
1: and that's same type attack bonus. If you're using (laughs) a move that gets stab, and it would normally be neutrally effective, that's basically a super effective move because it's twice as strong. Very true. Your coverage is ridiculous.
0: Uh we got two more news articles. We're going to do one right now and then one after the break because it's a bit of a talking point here, but the one we'll get out of the way is uh so reported from Boing Boing, the new faces of Pokemon is but sorry, uh, I I think I I zoned out at the beginning of the suns where how did how did we get here? <laughs> so next, next news article. Historically, the Pokemon franchise has been focused on its merchandising efforts on the parts of Pokemon characters that were not their butts, but that is about to change thanks to a new wave of toys, charms, and other assorted swag from Japan that will finally allow you to catch them all. All of the butts. What? The Pokemon butts featured on cushions, magnets, folders, bags, coasters, coffee cups, and even tape. Should I? I want, I'm, I don't understand this. But
1: this is one of the things where I can't Google search something to learn
0: what I want to know, <laughs> because I, I definitely don't want to just be searching Pokemon butts. This whole line will go on sale at Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon Amazon JP store for our listeners that don't know this. Pokemon has its own like store on the Japanese Amazon store.
1: Alright, I'm doing this for science. Google searching Pokemon butts. If anyone sees my search history, you have this record to know why I'm searching Pokemon butts.
0: Uh, uh, These (laughs) items will go on sale on October 10th. Uh, It also features a Pikachu underwear, if uh, you're more interested. But yeah, it is literally Pikachu's butt. So imagine its tail and its little feet as like a coaster. Uh, Or a Piplup. Or uh, if you want a like tote bag that is just Pikachu's butt, I'm not sure if there's much to talk about here. But uh, if you're one to import Pokemon merchandise, this is uh, probably something you want to import as well. Yeah, I thought that I thought that
1: Google searching this would would give me some detail that that would make me go, "Oh, they said butt, but what they mean is some other thing." No, no, they're butts. It's it's just Pokemon butts,
0: yep, like if you want the, to look- the,
1: the prime example is that they're selling these little chain purses change purses that are plush like, and it's instead of the whole Pokemon, it's just the butt breaking news there's nothing there for those who who wanted to 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 know in the same way that I did, I'm just gonna tell you. D- don't bother with the risk of google searching pokemon butts because you're not going to find anything that you don't already know <laughs> it still is perplexing the mystery does not get solved when you find the polygon article
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh i mean in their defense i would wouldn't mind a uh, pikachu butt mouse pad i'm using a world of warcraft one right now travis a little de- depressing. You played World of Warcraft? Yeah, yeah. Back in uh
1: Horde you know, like, Alliance, t- man.
0: Uh I was uh for the Horde uh
1: back in 2008. You pl- you probably played like uh a, like a, I, don't, I don't even play WoW, but I'm guessing that you played like a toren shaman. Uh
0: I did. Ha- that was my second character actually. <laughs> uh, uh I played a uh hunter tr- a troll hunter. Oh, that makes even more sense. That's gross. Uh, hunters are cool because they're just like Pokemon trainers in World of Warcraft. And why don't you just play Pokemon? Well, you know. Got you there. You got to drop the ball early on. <laughs> early on in 2008. Uh, the only reason I use a mouse pad is because I have a cheap Ikea table and uh, the mouse scratches it. So now, you know, for all those people listening and going, who needs a mouse pad? Let me tell you why you need a mouse pad. So you don't scratch your cheap Ikea desk that you bought. Uh, And with that being said, let's take a break. Yeah, I think we need it. From our break. All right, this is our last news article, but it's a bit of a talking point here. So let me read it and then we can discuss. Uh, there's probably, uh, I, I pulled this one off motherboard, but uh, you could probably find it on other websites here. But uh, titled, A Broke Fan Owes $5,400 for Trying to Throw a Pokemon Themed Party. You heard about this, Travis? No. All right, here we go. Ash Ketchum must be in dire. Financial straits. A broke fan must pay the Pokemon Company International five thousand four hundred dollars for copyright infringement after attempting to throw a Pokemon-themed party earlier this summer. Rammer Larkin Jones is a Pokemon fanatic and a cafe manager in Seattle. For the past five years, he has hosted an unofficial PAX kickoff party, Pokemon PAX kickoff party, uh, a free party featuring Pokemon giveaways, music, a Smash Brothers tournament. Uh, To advertise the party, he used an image of Pikachu and Snivy on a promotional poster. Jones was hit with a lawsuit from the Pokemon company which claimed his use of the Pikachu and Snivy infringement on the company's copyright. He canceled the party. Once I canceled the event, I thought it would be over. I thought it would be over. Thought it would be dropped, Jones told me. I talked to a lawyer on Monday after PAX and I thought everything would be good. I thought the lawsuit was a scare tactic and people were making jokes about it at PAX. Normally, that's how things go. A copyright holder sends a cease and desist letter, or even files a lawsuit. The infringer cancels their event or takes down the infringement material, and everyone moves on. This is not what happened this time. The Pokemon Company went through the entire legal process Jones consulted with, with, but did not hire a lawyer because he was told fighting the case would probably cost just as much as paying the lawsuit damages. Rather than go through an entire trial, the Pokemon Company company's lawyers sent Jones a letter asking him to pay $5,400 for copyright infringement. The settlement would prohibit him from ever using the company's copyright material again. "I can't pay it," he said. "I manage a cafe and the cost of living is super expensive in Seattle. I'm hoping I can try to pay it over the course of the year because I simply want it to be done with." He is currently negotiating a settlement with the company's lawyers who wrote on September 18th, who wrote in a on September 18th letter to him That they are willing to negotiate on a timeline, but not on the amount he must pay. Jones has set up a GoFundMe to help him pay for the damages. Pokemon Company International is willing to settle the lawsuit on the terms set forth in an enclosed final judgment and permanent injunction, which includes a judgment of the $5,400 cost and attorney fees. Jones uh, said since he had the conversation with the law firm, about the about bringing the fees down to four thousand dollars, the Pokemon company spokesman said the company would not discuss specifics about the case. The case is not settled, and we are not in a pers- position to comment further. The spokesman told Motherboard. It goes without saying that Pokemon has lost a super fan as a result of this whole ordeal. It was a part of my childhood, and you know if that, and you know that if you're in the culture, you can't really get away from it. Said Jones. But as for them as a business, I'm done. Yeah, for them, this money doesn't matter at all. The final judgment and the letters sent to Jones have been omitted below. Jones's address and personal information have been blacked out. That's oh, a darn shame. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, like,
1: he clearly did the thing. He put Pikachu and Snivy on the poster. But you would think that, just as he said, that when they sent the letter and and he immediately canceled everything, you'd think that that would be the end of it. I realize it's well within the Pokemon company's rights to to continue with the lawsuit, given that the promotional material material was already already disseminated. but it's like just as he says with how little that amount of money is to them, it's like seems strange to pursue it to that those lengths.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be the same as uh, taking, like, a Snivy clip art off Bulbapedia and trying to put it on a shirt and selling it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you you have a little more leeway if you designed the Snivy yourself. Mm -hmm. But even that's still pushing boundaries. And I realized that, that, like, this is
1: more than likely just the actions of the the legal team at the Pokemon Company and it and isn't um you know, it's not like Junichi Masuda was sitting there somewhere and was like gets a gets a notice about this this guy and is like Gut him <laughs> like I realize that it's the actions of, you know, some small part of the Pokemon Company, but it's it still seems strange coming from them.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, so I heard, I heard about the story two or three weeks ago, uh, because it happened, it, it made news when PAX was happening, PAX Prime, but, um, I heard originally that there was a cover fee, that there was, like, a $2 fee to get in, and that's actually what started the Uh... lawsuit, so this article doesn't say that, and I, Mm -hmm. uh. I have not researched if that was true or not but that's what I believed what started the lawsuit that he was charging people to get in and then they they somebody said something so he changed it to no cover. Mm. But it's weird cuz like it, and it kind of makes me worried and kind of why I wanted to bring it up is cuz like I've done two Pokemon art shows before.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: But I've never I've never used the word Pokemon in the titles of the art show. Never charged people to go in mm-hmm. and and you've never used official Pokemon art to promote it or Pokemon yeah, images, Yeah, even right? like the, the shirts, the posters, none of that even had Pokemon on them. Yeah. It was all my original art. Uh, and I did use the money for charity. Like, both shows had mm-hmm. over $1,000 for child play that I ended up donating. When When you're doing something for charity, you have way more leeway from anyone trying to sue you.
1: <laughs> yeah. So does that mean... That when I was visiting my brother in Columbus and we went to this weird, um, like arts and crafts festival thing and there was someone advertising their, um, their like embroidery with, uh, cardboard stands of Disney characters, like whatever, whatever her name is from Frozen. Does that mean that that lady's going to get sued? (laughs)
0: I don't know. I've uh, I've asked people about that at like uh like a C2E or something. And yeah. uh I'm not if I'm not mistaken Will, Will Brendel who was on earlier episodes. Uh we actually talked about him like 2 weeks ago when he got married. I think he said something along the lines where it's easier to sell like fan art like uh like Batman or Pokemon or frozen at like a convention because it's only like a two-day thing whereas if you were to put those pieces online it's very easy for everyone to see them and therefore lawyers to see them Mm -hmm. so like a lawyer is not going to mess around if you sell like 20 pictures of charizard at a fan show but as soon as you put that charizard online that's when you can Hmm. and i could be wrong but that i believe wilt was telling me something like that where it's like oh it's very easy to get away with it at like a convention because it's just so minor compared to everything else. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there there has to be more to this lawsuit though than just like throwing a party and using those images. Yeah, there's probably details that we don't know. But that is a bummer. Yeah.
1: Cuz I mean, I get it. Like I get that he did the thing, but it's like I don't know. you would you would hope that the Pokemon company would only bother to do that when it matters. Like some someone's little party, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't little though.
0: I mean, it was his That's fair. Uh, His fifth anniversary. That's fair. I kind of wish I was at Pax Prime. Actually, if you're a listener and you went to Pax Prime, and you went to this Pokemon Pax kickoff party, you should even. You us.
1: didn't because it didn't happen,
0: right? Uh, I think it still did happen. Yeah. Oh. Oh no, he said he did cancel the event. My fault.
1: Yeah, it is your fault. Today's Pokemon of the week is (laughs) Swellow. Swellow.
0: Let's talk about Swellow. All right. How spooky on a a spook scale of one to ten. How spooky is Swellow?
1: I'd give it a two. I wouldn't give it a zero because it could kill me. But it's not. So it's spooky in that sense. (laughs) But it's not
0: spooky. I see. For those that don't know, Swellow is a large dark blue bird pokemon with a red breast and face it has a crest of blue feathers sweeping back from its head a vertical stripe of blue extending onto its chest and white belly it has sharply shaped wings with white undersides and two red tipped tail feathers it has an impressive dive bomber it has an impressive dive bomber that's weird I've read that right. And will never miss a target. It searches for warm meadows while in the air. It also takes great pride in its glossy plumage and often cleans the wings plumage. of other Swallow. That's all I got. Oh,
1: okay. This is where I come in. <laughs> okay, I suppose. Swallow is an interesting Pokemon. You know, it's not... By no means is it top tier stuff. But Swallow's speed stat at 125... What's the phrase, not something to shake a stick at? What does that mean? I don't know. But 125, not a bad speed stat. That's pretty good. You're going to outspeed a lot, especially if you're playing with someone else who's likely to use Pokemon like Swellow in a more sort of friendly competition than VGC or uh, Smog on Ladder or something like that. And so we can... We can build our Swallow around that advantage that Swallow gets of that nice 125 speed stat. I am going to talk about a physical attacking set, but it is worth noting that Swallow actually has a decent move pool for special attacks. Um, Special attack is only 50, so it's not great, but it does get very good moves, like Boom Burst. It's one of the few Pokemon that can learn Boom Burst, one of only... Six, and that includes pre-evolutions so um or no it doesn't swallow and taylo swallow taylo Noivern, explout and chat's hot are the only pokemon that can learn boom burst um that's a 100 accuracy accuracy 140 power move which is very very strong it's a normal type so that's worth noting also it's Heat Wave. you can build something around that probably give it a choice specs in that instance um if you're doing special attack but What am I doing? That's not even the set I'm going to (laughs) recommend. Swellow has the ability Guts. Guts is a cool ability. It's the one where if you're afflicted by a negative status effect other than sleep, because if you're asleep, you can't attack. Um, When you're affected by one of those statuses, your attack increases by, I should have looked this up, I think it's 50%. Let me see. It is 50%, and so the way you would activate that is to give it a Toxic Orb or a Burn Orb, and then after the first turn, the ability would activate. I would recommend a Burn Orb, and we'll get to why a little bit later. So for the moveset itself, Facade is sort of a no-brainer, because not only is Swallow Pokemon with Guts, which makes Facade even better, Facade is the normal-type move that get stronger when you're afflicted by a status effect it also is a normal type so you're getting same type attack bonus brave bird for just very very strong stab you don't really care that much about the recoil damage when you're already taking damage from your burn orb uh you're you're just going to want to clean up that's sort of what this swallow is trying to do is when your other pokemon have sort of chunked down um the hp of your opponents you can bring in the swallow and clean things up a little bit u-turn is great for when the swallow gets put into a bad situation so that's our third move and then the fourth move I'm going to recommend is actually roost, um, and that's why I would recommend burn orb over toxic orb because roosting, trying to roost off a toxic orb, isn't going to do very much because that toxic damage is going to increase turn after turn, um, whereas the burn orb is going to stay consistent. So you're only going to, you can roost back up to 100% and only take that 10% damage from the burn. Um, if you expect your opponent to switch or something like that, then all of a sudden this sweeper that you have is all the way back up to Near full HP, and you can start the process all over again. For the nature, I would recommend Jolly, um, and then just attack and speed EVs are the recommendation. With uh, you can stick the extra four in HP. That's my recommendation. Guts is a cool
0: ability. Swallow is a cool bird. Swallow is the fastest non legendary normal type Pokemon with a base speed of 125. Hmm. It also has a sweet shiny. Instead of uh, red and blue, it is. Uh... Green and orange. Yeah, that's cool. Like they put some thought into it. Huh, unlike some shinies. Swallow is based directly on swallows, specifically a barn swallow or a welcome sp- swallow. However, it shares characteristics with other types of birds as well. In terms of behavior, it its predatorial habits and incredible speed suggest inspiration from falcons or perhaps swallow-tailed kites. Or the swallow tail Tight. Mm swallows shiny colors of green red and white combined with its two tail feathers resemble a uh quetzal i don't know what kind of bird that is wait what let me of... see where that's written
1: yeah i don't know what a resplendent quetzal is but that's what it says i guess we're gonna want all right folks are you ready for me to go to the wikipedia page for resplendent resplendent quetzal oh that does look like a shiny swallow what do you know the resplendent quetzal didn't hmm. is a bird in the trogon family. It is found from Chiapas, Mexico, to western Panama. Unlike the other quetzals of the genus Pharomachrus, oh, does look like that, which are found in South America and, and eastern Panama. It is well known for its colorful plumage. Plumage, plumage. There you go. This has been another episode of Travis Reed's Wikipedia. <laughs>
0: You know it's funny when you uh, look look more into Pokemon, you can see how they're they're definitely all kind of based on something, except maybe for Basculin because uh, screw that Pokemon.
1: No, we need a fish now.
0: <laughs> but uh, it's funny because I've been listening. We talked about this last week. I've Been listening to a lot of lore lore podcast, mm-hmm. and when they they go in depth of spooky Pokemon. You can kind of see how some of the like ghost Pokemon are based off of uh, uh, like urban legends and myths and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, like Driftloom isn't really like they didn't think of that on their own. It's based off of like this lore or.
1: That's terrifying.
0: Yeah. That's pretty I cool. I love Drift,
1: uh, Driftblim and Drifloon, but they're scary. They are. Spooky even.
0: Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, they are. Uh we have a backlog of emails to catch up on. Oh yeah. And uh I don't like to do it when there's just two of us because there's not that uh that trifecta of answers for your questions. Mm. So we will wait until next week when Will is back. He is Getting in Florida right now. Up. Living the dream, America's tombstone. Is that what they call it? There's a lot of worse
1: things you could call Florida. <laughs> Sorry, Floridians,
0: <laughs> but I just read so many other negative things you, uh, that you can call Florida. So he's in Florida right now, living the dream, surviving the hurricanes. He'll be back next week, hopefully, and we can cover some emails. Since since it is October and since uh, Travis has graceful, gracefully su- supplied us with a spookiness throughout the whole episode. You're welcome. You should email us of what you think the spookiest Pokemon is.
1: And why.
0: And why. Right, you can do that at uh,
1: S. No emails that just have no subject and in the body. It just, just says eradicate. Just says eradicate. Just says swallow. <laughs> None of that. You need, we need an explanation. We're putting on a show here, people.
0: And we're milking it real. Uh, you can do that at sbj at dot com, uh, or you can just go to PokemonPodcast.com dot com and hit the contact button. That'll get you there too. So uh, please send us your emails. They will be read eventually. One day, maybe we'll save until next Halloween. Now we won't. Travis, where can our listeners find you?
1: For infrequent and unfunny jokes you can find me at twitter.com slash the travis w and for my photography you can visit the travis
0: uh for me you can follow me on twitter it is at dragging a lake you can uh support the podcast on patreon if you care to do so uh patreon.com slash it's super effective give us uh, like a dollar a month Help us fund the show, and uh, one day we were going to use that money to fight off lawsuits from the Pokemon company. Hmm. So we need it fast, and we need it now. Uh, Otherwise, uh, if you want to check out my other show, it is called the Tuesday Night Podcast Night, starting with a K. Travis has pointed out this error to me, so let's hope for the best. what have I pointed out? How night doesn't really come across in audio form. Sorry, man. It's all right. We'll get through this. Uh, you can you can check out the podcast uh, in iTunes or on SoundCloud. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, I think that's it. We are trying to get to 500 reviews in iTunes, so uh, head over to iTunes and leave us a review if you haven't done so already. If you have, uh, much appreciated. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super
1: effective. <laughs>